0: And welcome to Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans. We're four season card holders at Ashton Gate who love the club, the game, and all things Bears. It was two defeats in three days as the Bears lost to Exeter in the Cup and followed that up with a disastrous league defeat at Bottom Club Newcastle. Here are our thoughts on both games the players who stood out and those that went missing in action. We also preview the next league game against Exeter Chiefs and give our thoughts on the potential return of Max the Majestic to Ashton Gate. All this and more on this week's show. I'm Tony and I'm joined by Lee, Miles and Pete for a cheeky beer and some rugby banter. Well, gentlemen, let me come to you first, Pete. Um, It's episode 117. Wow. And I think apart from one week where Lee read that out, I've read out and been involved with all 117 episodes. I'm away next weekend <laughs> oh. and he's not reading it out again because we needed a translator. And I'm passing yeah. the baton yeah. of head presenter chief editor yeah. producer and director
1: to you next week yeah. are you feeling any yeah. pressure I, I am I am but you know sometimes in life you've got to put your head above the parapet and this is what I call a parapet moment so mate I've got all week to plan for it <laughs> <laughs> um, and I can write the script out I'm sure and uh yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to the challenge, Tone. Well, I'm, I'm sure you'll live up to it. And, of course, if Peach's chairing it, Miles, that means we'll be looking for more
0: of
2: your insights <laughs> and in-depth analysis <laughs> right. than, than usual. OK, mock me not, <laughs> you three, because you know what? <laughs> Believe it or not, I wrote my notes yesterday for this game. I mean, this is a unique opportunity for me to get my notes and in-thought the knowledge of the game. I might even have my notes written by the end of the game Friday night at this rate boy. So uh, I'm looking forward to the challenge It's all very well having notes But you've actually got to be asked (laughs) the question (laughs) So I'm up for the challenge And uh, Pete's going to be the anchor man next Sunday There could be a a different level of
3: complexity (laughs) to the podcast He's not going to use big words that we don't know (laughs) No, this is true Well, he's (laughs) a teacher, it could happen Right, and and
0: Lee, um, all of this is going to take place at your place as as we are tonight, Sunday evening, and uh, I'm sure you'll you'll keep them in line, but let's just move slightly away from that. Um, I saw on Twitter at the weekend (laughs) some ridiculous conversation. I think it was started by our friend Mr Cleaver about mince pies in September, which I think I'm not even sure if that's legal. But then... Something around chocolates and Wellington boots. Now, please enlighten the listeners what this crazy Twitter conversation
3: is all about. Well, it it was quite funny because it started off as a bit of banter against uh, uh, Mr. C. But actually, I think Marcus Watts was the first to join in. And the boys did have a a good idea, actually, because they were thinking about Bristol Bear related chocolates for the advent calendar. And um, so I was thinking about it, and I thought, obviously, a semi Randrandra uh, beard and a pair of welly boots was my contribution. So uh, I don't know where we are as far as because I've not followed the thread because I've, I've been, a, you know, I've, I've been not been on things for the weekend. But I thought it was quite good. I, I'm sure our listeners would have some brilliant ideas as well for Christmas.
0: Absolutely. And I was thinking, if you want to make it a true Bristol Bears advent calendar <laughs> on the 25th of December, you should open that and there's an empty bit where a bobble hatch <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty oh, oh, alright guys Well, let's, let's talk about some rugby um, Wednesday the 28th of September it was the Premiership Rugby Cup um, Bristol Bears against Exeter Chiefs uh, the Chiefs ran out 35 points to 20 uh, winners um, now Pete, Miles, Lee were you at the game? Nope. No. Nope. No. Nope. Nope. Okay. So let me talk about this one then. Um, actually, I, I quite enjoyed it, and I think we said the the week before about some of these Premiership Rugby Cup games that it is interesting to um, to see some of the up and coming players. And uh, you know, Exeter were well drilled. They they were probably more physical. Had a good fly half that kicked kicked all the points, and were very deserved winners. But um, you know. <sighs> they did get a break. Uh, Brian Byrne was uh, sin-binned and they kind of took control from that point and really Bristol struggled to get back in the game. But I want to pick out three players that uh, really impressed me that uh, haven't really been on my uh, radar. First was um, Joe Owen who was uh, one of the locks.
3: Is it Clifton, isn't he?
0: I'm, I'm not sure where he is, but um, tall uh, I thought it had a really good game, absolutely solid in the lineup, put in some big tackles. I was really impressed with him. Ed Harvey at number eight. Uh, again, I think uh, someone that's come up through the academy. Um, I think if he, you know, these guys are, I'm assuming, still teenagers, mm-hmm. but actually, I think if he puts on a bit of weight, a bit of extra muscle, he's going to be quite a, a good prospect. Uh, and then there was Joe Jenkins, who played outside centre, who got a couple of tries. And uh, I, I, I was impressed with uh, with him as well. So it was a nice night. Uh, most of the crowd were in the landstand, and that's the second time, uh, Pete, in uh, two games I've been in the landstand. I am actually making my first <laughs> oh, appearance no. in the Dolman on, uh, <laughs> on Friday. That's
1: if your seat's still there, Tony. That's <laughs> if I,
0: my seat's still there. Uh, um, and actually, I thought the back row... Um, Ed Harvey with Aaron Tull and Mackenzie Duncan did a did a pretty good job. Um, I wanted to see a bit more of Diego Bailey. He didn't really get into mm. the game much. He had one crunching tackle in the first half that he made, but a couple mm. of great breaks late on. Um, and it was also nice to see for the first time Fred Davis, the yeah. the university hooker that came on. Uh, the freshest week's over now, isn't it? Wasn't yeah. it well, it is, yeah. Um, did Whiteley play at number nine? White, you played at number nine. How, what do you
2: think of his track? performance, TC?
0: Um, he, he looked good. He looked sharp. Okay. Um, a couple of mistakes, scored a try. Bit of a little bit of a mixed bag. But I was just thinking that actually, you know, we had all the problems with Scrum Half last season. Now we've got a fit Randall, Euron, uh, Whiteley and Oscar Lennon that came on in that yeah, game as yeah. well. We, we have got a, a, a great depth at Scrum Half. Uh, so uh, yeah, that was good. A um, couple of couple of little funny things that I noticed. Were one, Exeter have got this kind of purple kit, but <laughs> the, the socks are lo- look like they should have been white socks that they washed with the yeah. purple. So they're what, kind 40 of degrees? <laughs> <or> forty <laughs> degrees. Forty degrees. They're, they're like a pinky colour, and it, it just <laughs> just I just thought that
3: that looks like a washing it, machine. It era. actually it looks like someone that my mate Paddy would have. Invented after about oh, that's, 10 pints of craft IPA. Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: not surprising for these sort of games because, you know, with all these academy players, they've they probably got to do their own washing, haven't they? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, <laughs> they don't know what they're doing, do they? Uh,
0: and the other thing was um, uh, because they weren't taking an active role in the coaching, Rob Baxter and our old friend Omar, the de- new defence coach mm. for Exeter, uh, were only sitting a, a, a couple of rows away away from me. And, do you know, Rob Baxter's clearly got a favourite <laughs> Exeter chief's puffer jacket
1: because it,
0: it's gray and it's also got the old badge on, oh, on. Right. so yeah, yeah. Uh, i thought that was quite i mean he is he
1: is he's a traditionalist he yeah. is exeter through and through yeah, 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 he's absolutely. been there with them right from the start I mean, with his dad and all that so yeah. fair play to him so yeah it was
0: uh yeah uh, uh, an entertaining game and uh, again one of our listeners come up and said hello um uh, at halftime, which was really, really nice, and thanked us for uh, all the work that we put in on the podcast. What did he say? Nice. Cheers, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Omar. Cheers, Omar. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: Uh,
0: right. Well, let's get on to the. Well, I was going to say the main event, Lee. But um, what? Max
3: Malin signing for Bristol. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: come on to that later. Uh, this Friday, um, our trip up to Newcastle. Top versus bottom. Surely four or even five points in the bag for the Bears team came out on Thursday lunchtime, and to our huge surprise, who wasn't there on the team
3: sheet? Well, we didn't have a uh, big Charles, did we? As we predicted, I you know, I felt quite, you know, I thought we were quite good last week yeah, with our predictions absolutely. for the first time ever. I should <laughs> hasten to add, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, we we kind of knew that. Peter Tower wouldn't be playing didn't we the big surprise for me though was um, was Jack Bates in the centre and I did worry about that because bedloe has been to use to coin a Miles phrase has been solid and playing well and we've always said Bedloe needs to run a games yeah. in the team and he's had three and then all of a sudden stopped short and it wasn't an injury because obviously he was on the replacements bench um, and I, I just thought that I'm not I'm not knocking Jack Bates but I just doubted if he was the right player Mm. in that position in that particular game
1: and and that it wasn't made even better when they announced their team and we had (laughs) like an Argentinian international who beat the All Blacks in the last month facing up against him as well while he was at 12 but uh, so it was yeah
3: we had both the Argentinian centres didn't you who've played together and you know know each other really well Mm. so that was always going to be a tough a tougher Proposition
0: uh, absolutely, of course, uh, again, we didn't expect Ellis Genge to, to make the trip. No, this was, yeah, this no, was yeah. his second rest week, so hopefully, that's him sorted now after mm. the uh, the England tour. Um, Miles, um, I suppose the first few minutes didn't look too bad, and uh, McGinty nearly burst through, didn't he? On uh, after about 10 minutes, was uh hauled down just short of the line. Um, At at that point, you know, we didn't score the try, uh, but we got the the penalty and went uh, 3-0 up. Were you thinking, actually,
2: yeah, this is going to be our night? (sighs) Well, I don't know, because it took... Well, am I right? It's in the first twelve minutes for there to be a score in the game, and yeah. it was looking pretty even, Stevens. I mean, what we saw that we'll come on to chat about: a few mistakes by Bristol and potentially a few by Newcastle. But yes, I think that run by McGinsey, who was brought down brilliantly by Carreras, wasn't he, on the line. Yeah. Uh, and you sort of felt on a, a sort of grass pitch, you may have slid over and it, scored over his head. Sadly, didn't. But I think, yeah, I think it's uh, you know about 12 minutes. It was pretty even, Stevens, and the game at that point probably could have gone either
3: way. Does anyone think that game just interest? Out of interest, yeah. did anyone think that game? If we'd have scored that try, seven points up, would that have changed anything? <sighs> it's hard to tell. I-
0: I don't know. It's hard to tell. I think if you base it, and I mean, I did the Bristol Post article, and oof, I may, hmm. maybe uh, was was, it still harsh.
1: was, <laughs> was the censor involved? Oh, anyway. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Are you allowed to say dog shit in uh, in, in the <laughs> in <Bristol laughs> the um, Find uh, out tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I just wonder. I don't know. I thought the performance overall was so poor that I don't know if it would have made a difference. No, not, actually, I think you're
3: right. I've, I, I would genuinely say it's the worst I've seen us. Genuinely, I would.
0: It was interesting to see, to see the reaction on on Twitter, and lots of people were saying that that really is one of the worst performances. Not not only because of all the handling errors, but yeah. it just it seemed the lack of. Uh, and, spirit, fight sp- yeah. Spirit and fight in the team
3: yeah. yeah You see, well Someone cut to the end But Dave Walder Celebrating at the end And mm. he thought He showed the passion That actually he none did. of the players Showed on the pitch
2: Yeah, right Absolutely yeah. Right. And this is a team
3: That got taken apart by Worcester yeah. The week before yeah. Well we did worry about a backlash Didn't we But I mean I don't think it was necessarily Falcons You know Performing that, that well That that was the backlash I think it was us It was all down to us I think that game
0: Yeah No Absolutely um, Pete. They they go and score a try on sixteen minutes, and then, well, what your thoughts then on that
1: first half? Because it it was just one way traffic, wasn't it? Well, yeah, and then they 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 took great delight, didn't they, on comms on bt on bt sports talk about the game at Harlequins. You remember when it was a shock? It was on Boxing Day a couple of years ago when Pat did the famous. Uh, oh, get course. back you either go back out there yeah, or get yeah, back on yeah. a co bus. Mm. And uh I think the fat is so far away from from <laughs> Bristol <laughs> that you couldn't do that one. The yeah. plane had already left yeah. Newcastle <laughs> Airport. But yeah, I mean I I thought I mean I think there was a lot of things in that first poor Um I just think their their tries um were too easy. I mean collet he scored one, didn't he? It was a, yeah. a line It wasn't even a roll, you couldn't even call it a rolling maul. He just picked what? it up and ran yeah. through a gap. Mm. Mm. And I mean, you know, we, we've been talking about how good our defence has been in the first three games, but that was, that's poor. And that's just communication on the pitch and concentration and focus. And then, you know, they were going on beforehand about McGuigan like a try machine. And I was thinking, yeah, okay. But you know he's not going to score tonight. Surely then he scores an easy one. I, I just think um, in that in that those those two tries sandwiched the Ed Holmes yellow card, which was which We've talk about. Well, that I mean, a bit, haven't we? I mean, I, we like Ed Holmes. And Ed Holmes is a pro. And Ed Holmes has put his body on the line for Bristol. But that smacked desperation when somebody knows that the team have been bullied, uh, are, are off it, and it was a cheap. A lazy cheap shot that was totally unnecessary. That was the sort of thing that I guess um, you know. When we hear all this stuff about the culture and the boys sticking together and what I like about the effort and stuff like that, and you see stuff like that, individual cheap shots, and it's not it's not easy for a fan then to kind of be flexible in their thinking and and that, that just kind of summed up that first half yeah. you know half a yard off the pace making the wrong decisions and basically you know looking embarrassing really in front of a, a relatively average
3: side and no one grabbing the game by the by the proverbials and and shaking it up. And and that was what worried me. There was
1: a bit of disappointment. There was some chat about, you know, Joyce, he didn't really grab it. And I mean, you know, we love Jake Heenan as well, but he didn't really grab it. There was no one. And, you know, you do wonder whether, you know, ironically, we we can do we have to rely on Ellis Genge now to be our, you know, the bloke that drags everyone going? Because he he clearly can, but we can't Mm. rely on him to do that Mm. all the time. And, uh, yeah, it was dis very very. I mean, it disappoint- I think what was it seventeen five. It could have been a lot seventeen three. It could have been a lot more. Yeah. Um, Miles, let me come to to you because
0: that that first try, I think they they got the field position because Andy Urin, uh
2: got uh, blown, didn't he, for not using the ball quickly enough. Your yeah, your thoughts on that? That was tough. I think the BT commentators made a fair point that a lot of refs really would have given possibly another five to six, seven, eight seconds for that. And Andy Rowan was a little bit flummoxed, wasn't he? And he did, you know, put his hand up and went, What? You know. It nearly
0: came out one side of the the rug, didn't it? And then he ran round and, but, you know, is that our problem? I think think sometimes
1: Luke Pierce is the kind of ref that he gets a thing in his head from time to time. You're right. And I think, you know, if we just got to expect that that's going to happen, I I, I got no sympathy whatsoever. No, maybe that, not, but yeah. probably
2: we had sympathy because it was Bristol yeah. who we were penalised, yeah. right? No, but yeah. as we knew, Luke Pearce was literally the resets for the scrams. He wasn't interested in time-wasting whatsoever, was he? I thought he refereed it yeah. well. And and did, was and, yeah, and he uh, was great. And fair enough, um, you're right, popped out the side down here and tried to get it back with his foot and got penalised. And from that point, then they went and scored a Because if you're going
1: to do a Caterpillar... Do it you've, properly, you've got to do it properly, <laughs> yeah. Like it was a rubbish caterpillar, so you get, you know, that that in itself is a p pe- a a pe- you know, is worse penalizing. What, what, what's a rubbish caterpillar? Is that oh. like a millipede? Yeah, well, <laughs> the legs were all leg- it was legs are kinbo, is that a caterpillar? Yeah, it was, was, it, was it more of a snake? It was, it was, it was more of a, I don't know what it was, it was uh, an eel, it was, yeah, it was an eel. I mean, you so know, if you can't. Do a, we talk about basics all the time? But the one thing we've never talked about is getting a caterpillar. Wrong. We've never and been we've able that, to do it. Have that you? is a first for us. To, we yeah. can't even. We've dropped the ball. We pass it forward. Oh, we can't now we cat- can't even do a caterpillar. It's embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: and as we said, there was the the collet trial twenty where he just ran oh. through
2: uh, the 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 kind of. Uh well was it a mall? I mean we didn't even it, it was, was just a line. Well, just, it was line a sort I of like... space where Holmes was. He just ran through just a non existent line. I mean it was
3: it was shockingly easy, it was shocking the easy yeah. wasn't
2: yeah, it? Yeah, and then the the Barry McGuigan.
0: I keep calling him Barry McGuigan. George. <laughs> yeah. Great, great fighter in his time, yeah. Barry yeah. McGuigan. I used to like Barry McGuigan. But he's
1: quite. He, they had a thing about with McGuigan before the game, and he's quite well spoken, actually. And he's is quite. He? Yeah, uh, uh, by uh, by. Where's his name? George McGuigan. George. George. Yeah. George. I was yeah. expecting to be some sort of no, Geordie. And he's he's actually. He sounds like he comes from Surrey, I talk
3: about him yeah. going to
1: Wasp as well, mm-hmm. not Yeah, and he's Irish qualified as well, mm-hmm. strangely
0: mm-hmm. enough, with a name like McGuigan. Yeah. Um, George. Yeah. And I mean, you know, his try, Capon just dived at his feet and he he went straight over Mm, it, didn't he? And it just was such a frustrating uh, first half. It was all those bad things from last season. Mm. All seemed to be back, didn't they, Lee? And then, um, of course, we get into the second half. Pounding away at the line. I can't remember a Bristol Bears team in recent history taking so many tap penalties this, this seemed to be a new tactic for us mm. well I mean Capon had about four goes he did. didn't he I think Sinclair had a couple of goes but ultimately it ended up with them having two yellow cards but were you surprised to see that many tap penalties
3: yeah I was and and it was I mean the, the thing was there was a lot of times in that first half I thought we could have kept the ball with the forwards more as well and we just seemed to to not do it but you know, even when we got back into those games in, when we got the two tries when they were down to 13 men even then, I just thought, it's still... It's, I mean, the, the, just with the amount of errors that were going on, and, and we should... I don't want to single anyone out, but secretly, <laughs> I am going to do it. Come on. <laughs> he was He was absolutely shocking.
0: For Can I, I just so, stop you right there? <laughs> just stop you right there. What have you got in your hand? I <laughs> well, Tony,
3: I should say, I'm, I've got a bottle of um, H2O.
0: Right, so three cheeky beers and a bottle of water. That is, uh, that is uh, the that,
1: that on the Gate podcast That, that
0: is a reporting. yellow
3: card right. equivalent <laughs> of dropping a <the> ball three <laughs> yeah. times. I have got to drive later. I hasten to add That's right. the only reason I'm drinking <laughs> this. Well, no, well, that's well all right. That's, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Um, yeah, I mean... Anyway, but, nice deflection with Synchro. Well done.
0: Yeah, no, but I mean, what? He dropped the ball three times? Yes.
3: Penalised God knows how many times. And, and,
0: and then the referee was going to... Get him off, and pa- yeah. saved him the the kind of embarrassment. I mean, we have talked about it on the pod before. You know, allegedly he's on half a million pound a season.
3: He, he's just not delivered, has he? No, I mean, I think we push him to say we got six out of ten from Sinclair, or, or you know, all, all the much. way through. About six, tops. <laughs> oh, not generous yeah. over yeah. his
2: yeah. career, oh, okay. with yeah, with Bristol
3: Bears, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I just think that you know he's someone that is is he just failed to deliver hasn't he for whatever reason you know we don't know per- personal circumstances whatever that is all by the bite right they're professional players when you get out on the pitch you perform and the thing is he's one of the players that you've, you've got to look up to the front row mm. you know what I mean we were saying about how solid the front row has been in the last mm. few weeks and I know Genjin there is you know obviously gives him a, a big boost but it was, it was just honestly I, I nearly put my foot through the TV at one point because it was the continual mistake it was just one just constant one after the other after the other and Like you say Pat had to bring him off in the end and you know from one of your se- senior players an England international mm. you, 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 I expect more I expect a lot more from. I think.
1: That. I think if you play, I agree with you really. But if you play devil's advocate, I mean, I suppose he's always made him. He makes himself available to be first receiver. I mean, you can't drop the ball if you're not there to to be passed to. Um, but I do think the big problem with him is that, you know, we've been sold this idea of the of the culture of the club, and that and that's what this kind of this intangible thing that Pat is trying to build. And and I don't think Carl Sinclair is ever going to be somebody who. Is really buys into that, or even would ever have been. So it does make me wonder why you know he was signed mm. in the first place. And I've got I've got a time for him because I watched that ITV program. I know he's had a, t- a difficult upbringing. He had a lot of grief when he was playing rugby as a young black lad in, in, in a middle class game and getting loads of stuff. But but you know, you, the trouble is when things go wrong for him, he, he gets you, he gets individual, doesn't he? He loses his yeah. head and he, he he drags the team down. And I and I and if that's him. Well, that's you know that's fair enough. We're all individuals, but it makes me wonder. You know, we should have realised this. Where's you know is he get what sort of support is there around him to make that kind of potential realised for Bristol? And if he is on half a million, they should be spending a lot of money with you know making sure that he's ready when he goes out on the pitch. So I don't completely blame him as an individual because he is who he is. But I think the club have got some sort of responsibility about we chose him, we signed him, you know, knowing exactly who he was. And we've got to make sure. And it seems to me like Gen went. He's played. You know, a couple of people said, "Yeah, but he's, had a f- he's played well the first two games of the season," and that's true. He did play. He's played all right. But he had. You know, he had Ellis Gen. It's like mm. you telling me that a half a million pound a year person he's a babysitter to play rugby. It's yeah. like yeah, it's a difficult, is, complicated yeah, thing. And I. But I do feel like it's difficult to. You know, we're fans. We we say it as we see it. We pay three hundred pound, you know, fifty pound a year for a rest. season ticket, <laughs> yeah. and the rest on beer and stuff and whatever. It's but you know we can afford it to a certain extent. Well, miles can. Well, miles can. Yeah, yeah. 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 But but you know, I sometimes do think should we criticise individual players? But then again, that's the game they're in, isn't it? You yeah. Know, it's that's the that's the you know. I think we're very happy to you know promote them and talk yeah. how good. But I think. Kyle wouldn't... I think he'll know that. He knows he had a bad game. And you could sort of see it in his eyes on... When he, that third one he dropped, you could... And then he looked at Andy O'Reilly like, why are you past it? he's like, well, you know, don't blame Andy it's, it's, And, you and I think it. but he lost his head in the second
0: yeah, half. Absolutely. And that's kind
1: of unacceptable.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, Miles, Rich Lane went over. It was lovely to see him get his first uh, Premiership score. Um, Premier. And then... Uh, Yes, Pur- Purdy scored. Yeah, Purdy scored in between, in or fifty
2: minutes. Didn't 50, yeah. fifty
0: minutes uh, out in the corner, out wide. After all that time yeah. and all yeah. those penalties under yeah. the post, we've talked about this before, Miles. I think sometimes you feel, you know, you get it out wide and score, but then you've almost done yourself. Two points less because you made it very difficult Yeah, I think you're right.
2: And and just to bear in mind, we only scored when Newcastle were down to 13 men, didn't we? Yeah. I mean, that's a difficult pill for fans to swallow, isn't it? They were under the cost. They got those penalties. You're right. Purdy went over, then Lane went over. And I was just shouting at TV saying, like, you know, again, you've given McGinty two really difficult kicks... The constant pick and goes and the penalty attempts that Capon tried, didn't he, were failing, failing, failing. And all we were managed to do was to spin it out wide to our backs, because they didn't, not taking nothing away from Newcastle, their defence was just too good for us on the night, as well as us being piss poor. But you're right to send it out to the backs on the wide. It's just you know not helping the situation and no wonder McGinty struggled a little bit. I know his kicking is great, he didn't have a fantastic night, but I was disappointed with the two tries that they weren't, you know, more well, central I and mean, under the sticks. Honest,
1: to be fair,
2: I think he I'm just looking at my notes, he did convert
1: Lane's try. He did convert yeah, try. And three. actually you could argue that we scored two tries in the time they had Players off, yes. so I think my my disappointment was the fact that we got back to seventeen fifteen. Yeah, yeah, and then we were in it. the ascendancy, yeah. and you know, okay, yeah. we we had well, we we should, had, we should have been in the ascendancy, but I thought as soon as they got yeah, back to fifteen, well, well, that's my point. Yeah, yeah. yeah, my point is that's what really frustrated me. We lab and I think we laboured to score those two tries. To be honest, Miles we is did. right. It was a lot of, and um, but but you know that's but once you get back to seventeen fifteen, you forget about everything that's gone before. It's like yeah, we got. Our, We've got the momentum back, boys. This is it. And 59 minutes, McGinty gets taken off, who arguably had had a pretty good game. So, you know, you're thinking, is that a good decision? I don't know. And then, you know, from there, we didn't score another point. It it, it was kind of
0: one-way traffic, wasn't it? Mm. And uh, they, they got a couple of penalties... Obviously, Capon uh, Thacker came on for a 20-minute cameo, and then looked like he'd done. I'm not sure what injury that yeah. was. Um, Joycey, I don't know if Joycey was fully fit for that game. He didn't look right. Um, and then we're we're trying to get the losing bonus point miles. Oh. And um, <laughs> how the hell did they score that? I mean, you've got to say yes. it. it it was, it was good work by, by um, Carreras. Carreras on the end.
2: But he shouldn't have gotten no. that. Absolutely. I mean, we... You know, I mean, Pat did commend the guys, didn't he? On... Was it about 80 plus two minutes? We were down on our trial, weren't we? And fair enough, we tried to get a losing bonus point. And... G- Flip, we nearly did, didn't we? We nearly got up to at least their 22. But then i have forgotten how the, the turnover came about. Take your pick. Oh, the number, the number of errors. But you're right. Uh, I mean, Mateus, as you pointed out to uh, Pete, uh, you know, a, a, a absolutely classed yes. Argentinian international but should he been able to run at three quarters of the well, length? He had a mismatch.
1: I think it was poor old Chris Vui. Yeah, yeah, he, was he, a he did. Fried, and it? whatever we say about performances, you know, a forward that has been out there for eight years. Yeah, yeah, And we know, and someone like Vuy is quite dynamic. It was going to be a struggle, and he got skinned out of the outside. He, he had did. a valiant effort. And
2: then Lane was struggling then because yeah. Carreras' pace is phenomenal. Well, Lane, got, Lane got schooled. He did, yeah, yeah, yeah. unfortunately. Sure. Yeah,
1: he got, it was an inside out, it was a classic wingers try. Yeah. I mean, you know, eight. Lane should have just showed him the outside really but it's easy for me to say Big yeah.
2: and, I mean good. that was just a bitter pill to swallow wasn't it that 80 plus 4 minutes they then go and get their bonus try when we you were... know what Miles I, I'm more disappointed at the fact that on 63
1: when it was 17-15 final quarter we're 17-15 yeah. down and we give away two penalties oh, 63-76. Right. 63-76 they kick six points to get them ahead more than the score ahead yeah the discipline that's the moment where you think yeah. come on last 20 no
2: mistakes focus we've got this yeah. and well I think just... I knew the game was lost when they got those two penalties it did uh, feel like yeah it did feel like that and I was about to turn the telly off you know I didn't quite believe that Carreras which then literally. Did you
1: ring the butler to no, get him to come down to turn the telly off for you?
2: <laughs> literally, believe that on 84 minutes they would get the bonus point. I mean, you know, I nearly punched the TV. i tell you, to be honest, that, bo-
1: that try for Great, I thought fair play. Oh. They deserve that. Yes. I, I'm happy for them. Did you do a little round of. Points? I did.
0: You, I did, did a little did you round cheer round for Newcastle. Are we the lads? <laughs> 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 do you know what? I mean. On on Friday night, I I had full control of the TV. In uh, I mean, I, I live in a modest terrace house, uh, and uh, I was watching. Well, I'm decorated
3: they, one they, too. Yeah, it's very well decorated thank,
0: thank with, with some visitors. Well, <laughs> I had some visitors. The Duchess was there, <laughs> and, and Jules and and my wife. They they were in the back room. Oh yeah, I
1: wonder where well, now, she had gone.
0: <laughs> I, I don't know what they were talking about, but every time bristol dropped the ball or knocked on or conceded points they burst out laughing <laughs> it, it, it was i had to shut the door because i was getting so angry at the game and then to have them all giggling and guffawing oh, in the background I don't need it here. You? you just no. don't need it you just don't oh. need it and i've got to say the duchess brought the weirdest gin <laughs> round this Icelandic gin I,
2: I hear it didn't go down well in the uh, Cox household yes. well I think
0: one refused point blank and the other uh, had a polite sip and then pushed, pushed it to one side but, I
2: know,
3: uh, yeah, she's, she's really enjoying it I'm quite surprised on that note you know who can get a pork uh, scratchings gin Oh, more shoes. Shoes. i heard you not, not tasted
0: it you are so classy
3: <laughs> <laughs> niche market that uh, was Sunday oh, afternoons no. ain't they, with the east <laughs> oh
2: dear okay then boys well
0: let's uh, let's do our usual look at the <laughs> performances uh, Pete I'm going to come to you for the uh, front five uh, Miles, you for the back row and half backs, and then Lee for the uh, centres and three quarters.
1: So Pete, got to suck in my full diplomacy training here. Um, what do you say, front five? Yeah. Mm. Well, I guess the one thing you say about Will Capon is that he didn't drop the ball once. <laughs> to be fair, he didn't drop the ball. He he missed a few line-outs and whatnot, and uh, but he didn't drop the ball. So fair play to him for that. Um, Big Jake, I, I, it's hard to say. I mean, Jake Jake's done. a... I think he. I like I like the I like the way he looks <laughs> at the moment. He looks like a new man with his new haircut. Um, yeah, he, he, Jake did all right. Really, I just didn't, you know. <laughs> The scrum, ones, the scrum was okay in the first half it was the second half it went all to went all to, to um, something and then obviously we've talked about Kyle so we won't say any more about that um, and I've also talked about Joy we also mentioned we thought Joyce was a little bit off and Holmes didn't do himself any favours by no, getting no. That, that cheap shot yellow card so I, it's hard to say whether we if there was any other combination that would have been better I don't know I mean I potentially we could have started with Jan yeah, Thomas maybe I, I don't know I, I think that was as probably the selection wise I think we were happy with that that front five and uh, it's just a bit of a shame that, that maybe the bench didn't make a big impact when they did come on so
2: oh, yeah um, Miles your thoughts back row and uh, half Um yeah I thought I thought Vui had a bit of a quiet game, to be honest with you. Um, Heathen was okay, and I thought Bradbury, you know, everyone was dropping the ball all night, wasn't they? So we can't single out any poor performance. But, like, the last three games, I thought Bradbury, you know, when he's on the run, he reminds me of a sort of uh, Fitz Harding. (laughs) He's phenomenal. So, take aside his little drop in the ball and errors, he's still an absolute g- great number eight, and I thought he had a good game. You're right, I think McGinty, I thought his kicks were a little bit shorter than we saw in the Irish game, which was disappointing, where he was smashing it up to the five-meter line. Um, but that run, but you, we can't take away from that, that amazing Carreras try-saving tackle. McGinty was good. Erin average, because of his poor... Well, OK, we could argue that Luke Pearce was a bit harsh, you know, five out of ten, but nothing really stood out on those
3: performances to me. We should say, though, congratulations yes. on the new contract. Yes. Me. Uh, yeah, yeah,
0: well, let's, let, well, let's come on. Talk, to, we'll talk about that in in a minute. Um,
3: and then Lee, uh, the three-quarters... All de- <laughs> Apart from one player, all decidedly average for me. Um, I thought... Rich Lane and Luke were, were you know, were, were not really at it. To be honest, they yeah. got opened up and Lane getting skinned on the outside at the end. There was, you know, I don't want to be too kind of crit- critical of those guys because they have performed well so far this season. Yeah. And it was, um, a good, it was a good finish that try. Yeah, you know. it was just it was one of those days, wasn't it? But um, I did, I did. I, I don't know, I can't remember the guy's name he sits in front of us, but. He's gonna he's gonna slate me for this on Friday night. <laughs> <O'Connor>, <laughs> but my man of the match was Piers O'Connor. The ever dependable. Yeah. The ever dependable <laughs> Piers O'Connor. And I thought he was the he was the one guy that actually came out with a bit of <laughs> yeah, bit of credit. He did, it was
1: him that made the break that he was, popped in McGinty yeah. for that for yeah. the first ten. So he did he did a few good things, yeah.
3: And and it was it was nice to see Purdy get a try. It's nice to see him back in because you yeah. know, yeah, it was in the wilderness, wasn't he, for mm. for all of a sudden. And um you know, it was like, he he always gives you kind of... He's always strong and then he, he's, you know, good running. But it was, yeah, good to see him get on the score sheet. But apart from that, I, I just thought there was there was too many players that didn't perform, wasn't there?
0: And I think they mentioned in commentary, I think they only mentioned Jack Bates' name about halfway through the second half. Yeah. Just, you almost mm. forgot
1: that he was there. Yeah, it just and was... It was. But you need a team. I mean, to be honest, you do need a team to be playing well for for certain positions to play well as well. Yeah. When you can't outside centre, you can't necessarily change the the narrative of the game if it's being,
2: yeah.
1: if it's being. Uh, I mean, let's forwards. talk about the elephant
3: in the room. Then why why didn't Bedlow start that game? Because I I can't put my finger on it. If he's not injured. Yeah. Well, we've all said, came on, we've all said Bedloe needs game time. Mm. He's had three mm. games. Three He's performed games. well. Why wasn't he in the starting lineup? Why all of a sudden Jack Bates comes in? And Bedloe's on the bench.
0: Mm. It's a good question. A good question. On, question. On, only Pat will know. Um, I, I I was surprised. Yeah. I was surprised. Um, I I can't think of any reason why why that change was made.
3: No, I mean we know yeah. what Falcons are going to. Yeah, how they're going to perform the way they play Their structure their system mm. and yet we've got Bello there who's, who's the most solid option phys- in physicality terms mm. and he's on the bench mm. it was baffling for me Yeah, unless there is something that we didn't yeah. you know that's gone on the Which training usually, or whatever usually the way
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah and I mean you know uh... I just don't know and Ibatoye's fit you know he he didn't see I don't know what the spare spare bears were this time round but you know, someone like him,
2: I, I almost expected to see him on the. Yeah. the, the we were talked about him on Wednesday night, didn't we?
3: Either appearing there, and where is he? And we should say we know he's ready to go because he's told us. He's t- he t- told joke himself.
1: <laughs> yeah. Unless he told us so. he said that to Mars just to get rid of us. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's heard him. Yeah. <laughs>
3: he was falling around for Ireland. Just, just say anything <laughs> to
0: get rid of him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think fair to sum up, boys, that that probably. Even some of the performances last year, oh. where you know we had some dodgy games,
3: probably the worst performance in the last fourteen months or so. Absolutely, and and Pat had even like Pete said before we came on air, Pat was was really critical, wasn't he? Saying this is like we've got to just flush this one down the toilet. <laughs> But I just, for one, yeah, I just hope polite, this isn't going to be a floater, and <laughs>
2: <laughs> I,
3: no. I hope that actually on Friday night we do what Falcons did to us, you know, this week, and actually come out all guns blazing. And, uh, well, let's, and
2: let's hope there's some learnings from that. You're right. I mean, there was no leadership, was there? Lackluster. And just poor discipline. I mean, lily livered. You could, you could just a yeah. uh, horrendous performance. I mean, you're, I think you're right, TC. To say that was one of our worst performances in the last 14 months is just spot on. Right. Do you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of uh, episode 34. Give me my birth, bad no, day. One of our worst <laughs> ones. <months. laughs> yeah. 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 Did yeah. we, did we yeah. spring back to one of yeah. our yeah. best performances? 35 was It was
3: That was when we were out the night before, though. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: all right well
0: let's uh let's put that one to to bed now uh you're listening to bears beyond the gate a bristol bears podcast made by fans for fans are available on apple Podcasts, spotify Podbean, bean busbrow and many more platforms you can contact us with your comments and ideas by email at bears at gmail.com on twitter we're at bears beyond gate and on facebook you can like and follow our bears beyond the gate page Okay, gentlemen, next game, Friday the 7th of October, Bristol versus Exeter uh, at the gate. Um, We'll have your thoughts on uh, the, the changes that might be made after that performance and potentially with a couple of injuries. But first of all, I would like to say I am looking forward to this game because hopefully there won't be someone sitting in front of me from Exeter with a big
3: <laughs> headdress. headdress on <laughs> uh,
0: and hopefully no, no <laughs> drums either. So uh, that, that, that would be nice. But, uh, Lee, let me come to you. Your, your thoughts on selection? Well, I don't
3: know who's injured and who's not. But
0: well, Thacker didn't look good,
3: did he? Thacker, so? yeah, yeah, I think yeah. With Thacker, we can we can probably write that one off, can't we? For for him. Um, I mean, Gendry will be back, wouldn't he? Um yeah. you, you would imagine. As long as he didn't get
0: broken in the England training stuff. So yes, yes, yeah. yeah.
3: Which boxing, yeah, which yeah. We, you know, which obviously has happened a few times with Randall. But um, but I think I think Singler was was that bad. He goes back here. <laughs> I'd stick him back here. Yeah. Um, and as Pete said. We, with Genji alongside him, he always does seem to to mm. play better. And it's I don't know. I think it, Hooker. I personally, I would stick with Capon because I think he's he has been solid for us, and the line mates have been decent. Um, I, that would be my front three. And I think I'm just looking this now because we haven't really. We've still got a lot out injured, haven't we? I mean, you guessed that Bedloe comes in for for Jack Bates. I would imagine. Um, I think Sheedy comes in for a McGinty. Mm. Mm. I think Sheedy comes in for McGinty.
2: Marsh, do you agree with that on the the fly half? Yeah, so you know you, the Friday night's game. I thought yeah, until he got taken off, he had a pretty decent game. His kicking wasn't fantastic, like I mentioned. Um, I think you could be right. I think Sheedy and McGinty are equally, you know, skillful in their own ways. Um, Sheedy's played this you know fixture of obviously a lot more times of Bristol yeah I, I'd like to see Sheedy play and then maybe McGinty on the bench just to sort of change it up a bit and give them the competition that those two need so
3: yeah why not but on that basis I think Randall comes in <laughs> <laughs>
0: And, and Sir so yeah. Charles, you know, safely in to play. The, the south of England yeah. where, with yeah. the mild climate yeah. and the uh, grass pitches. Yeah. yeah,
2: I think so. A lot more hair gel available in Bristol, isn't it? Yes.
1: Charles be in, straight at full-back. Um, I, I, Does I Lane think, go on the wing? I think Lane go back on the wing. I think uh, my only concern of him, and this is not a criticism of him, uh, is that is he got... The apps I said it last week. Has he got the absolute gas? But I, I like him still. I think is that you know he got done by Carreras. That was just that was top class international um, wing player. I, I'd I'd stick with Lane. And I think we you know look like Morahan going off. You know you know he's got a bit of a kind of a bit of a tight hamstring at times. I'd be interested to know. Um, I mean I'd I'd like morahan to start if he's
3: if he always plays because really because he's well going, against Chiefs. Yeah, really good he?
1: player, but if not. Then you know we're back to to Perdi and Hibertoye. Uh, uh, um, well, Hibertoye well. maybe. Yeah. And did you Ibertaille. see? I
0: think for the London Irish yeah. game, uh, Fricker
1: was due to play yeah. but
0: picked up a, yeah. a, a a slight niggle in yeah. training that week. Mm. Um, I don't know how far away he is, but uh,
1: it's going to yeah. be tough, though. I, I mean, oh, very. The trouble is when you you know there's two ways of looking at a terrible game like that. Is that you bounce back strong, but then you think. You know, does your confidence being knocked uh, a little bit? And you just know what you're going to get from Exeter. It doesn't really matter mm. whether they're, you know, they are a pretty consistent side and we know exactly what we've got. They've got some new young lads coming through that seem to be on the roller, on the, the production line for them. So, Don't
3: forget they got beat as well this yeah, weekend. Yeah, they got so. beat as well. They mm. did, but
1: they got beat away at Sale yeah. against a Sale side who were looking tasty, isn't it? Mm. Uh, but, you know, they it was close-ish. Mm. I think we have to back our boys. You know, we've, we've, we've. Uh, um, but it does. I do. It does go back to what you said, Tony, about our, our, our first three, three or four games. We haven't really come up against a top, a real top side. And, and I think Friday is going to be an interesting um, measure of mm. where we are again. Mm, yes. Um, you can, you can say the Newcastle game. We flush it down the toilet. But we do need that. We don't need no floating. Yeah. this Friday, do we? <laughs> and, and, and no. the games
0: are going to get tougher you know mm. we we we, look, we talked about it last week we pretty much played teams that have been in the bottom five mm. uh, as far as last season's concerned I mean, even we, Bath
1: nearly beat Irish didn't they
0: <laughs> they nearly but I mean you look I think we the we beat Bath but we, we've Scored is at the fewest points against them?
2: I think yeah. Everybody else has
0: wrapped up forty or fifty. So, uh, and yeah. and you know that was a nail biter <laughs> into yes. into the last minute. Okay, boys. Then uh, predictions for Ooh. Bristol versus Exeter. I'll go to Pete Miles and then
1: Lee. And um, I I feel we gotta we got be it's going to be a tight one. I think we're going to be we're going to batten down the hatches a bit. So i I'm, I'm thinking we're going to win something like fifteen. Eight. Ooh. Like, Ooh. like we did a couple of years ago when we really focused and we battened the hatches. There's one at their place where we went to watch that time. Yeah. And then there was one at our place where we really focused. And I just think the whole thing is gonna be about getting everything right. And if that means just cutting down on a bit of flamboyance, it could be so I I'm going for it.
2: Fifteen eight. Oh yeah, yeah. okay. Miles. I'm going to put my head in my hands and say this is not going to not going to go our way. And I think we're going to go down 21-23 to Chiefs.
3: 21-23, Lee. Yeah, I agree with Pete. I think this one's going to be tighter than a nun's chuff. <laughs> I'm going to go for... I'm going to, I'm going to remain... Optimistic. Yeah, okay, I'm going to go for a, a 23-21 victory for Bears. 23. the
0: other way around? Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think this is going to be. I I I think this will be a real tight, hard game. I can't see this being expansive. I can't see huge amounts of points uh, I am going to go for a 18 points to 15 Bears win but I'm not 100% that <laughs> no, 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 no. will be right um, okay. I'm hoping Miles doesn't collect the spoils no, no, next week got a little feeling that uh that, that that he might be right uh well let's um let's move along then um andy Uren signing a three-year contract uh and first of all uh lee it's nice to actually the club tell us how many years extension <laughs> it is because yeah. we haven't seen that for a long time that yeah. they've actually said this is a three-year contract
3: Yep, yeah, it was definitely breaking the mold wasn't it um but yeah, we, well, as we said earlier, we want to con- congratulate Andy because obviously we were having a chat with his dad a little while back, weren't we? And obviously, proud father, and you know, he's he's been, he's a local boy. He's been with the club for years, and and I think he's he's performed to a level that deserves that contract. And again, it's it's a bit of stability for him, and we know what we're getting as well, don't we? So mm-hmm. I think it's a great, yeah, a great signing. Absolutely, and
0: uh, as you say, congratulations from all of that, uh, all of us, and we look forward to seeing him many more times in a Bristol Bears shirt. Uh, Pete, the the speculation, and I think probably correct when you look at some of the sources that Max, the majestic Malins, is heading back to Ashton Gate mm. for next yes. season. Yes.
1: How how do you feel about that, sir? Well, of course, I I feel very happy, and I think it's down to the pedestrianisation of Clifton Village <laughs> uh, because he's got wind of the fact that there are now the coffee shops at Clifton now spread out into the road, and I so, do know that Max and Ben Earl they they lived up in Clifton, you know. I, I think he's that he's got that sort of. Uh, profile that he likes that sort of thing. So, so, think, so what you say now, there's no more table capacity. Yeah, now more covers. Pa- yeah, he likes. I think he likes the way that uh, that the Bristol coffee culture has evolved since the last time I was here in lockdown. So, yeah, um, it's funny that because we I we always thought that the one that perhaps based on some other evidence, the one that would have yeah. come back was Ben Earl mm, and then yeah, Max Malins. Right. Like liked his year, but yeah. was uh, wanted to. To really pursue his career at Saracens, but I think you've you you picked up on it tone, didn't you? And said that he's he's probably got a little bit disillusioned about the fact that he's not playing fullback and he's playing win wing. Ironically, because Pat converted <laughs> him to a wing when he was at Bristol, and now he seems to want to come back here. So maybe he thinks that now he's a wing, Pat will convert him to a fullback, <laughs> and uh, which is what he actually wants in the long term. So I think it's uh, yeah. I mean, there's no doubt whatsoever that will be a good signing. Well, he's
0: someone that's on top form. He, he was the leading try scorer last season. He was, he's yes. already got plenty this season. But, Miles, it looks like, uh, you know, if that's the case, it'll be Charles Pietau,
2: which we expected yeah. will we'll be leaving at the end of the season. Yeah, I think so. We speculated, didn't we? And I think Pat confirmed, obviously, last season, the salary cap reduction, whether Sammy and Charles would stay on. He was happy to confirm that they were for another year at least. Mm. Um, and, you know... Posted them all over the uh, the season ticket renewals, didn't we? Which we, were we chuffed a bits. And it's great to have Charles here. But as we well know, through the demise of one, if not more, clubs this year, that the salary cap ain't going up uh, for the foreseeable future. And the division needs to tighten its belt. So, Charles, being one of our highest players, no doubt is going to put, move on after the season. So you know, Rich Lane's been a great signing from Bedwood, and then Bedwood, Bed Bedford, sorry, yeah. Bedwood Bedford Brentwood. It's all the same, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's great. But uh, you know, if Maylins is being uh, sidelined to the wing because of Eric Daly, who's great, and if that's his desire, I think his time was here was fantastic. Earl and Malins loved it. We loved having him here. Scored a bucket load of tries. And I think if Charles moves on, which is highly likely, Malians would slot into the culture here fantastically
3: and drink a lot of flat whites in Clifton Village. I agree, Pete. Yeah, I'd agree. I'm looking forward to seeing the size 15 boots again because we we mentioned it before, didn't we, when he had those white boots on the <laughs> pitch. Did. And they looked bloody huge, <laughs> didn't they? So yeah, it'll be nice to see those uh, those uh, size 15s and their tables, pizzas up in Clifton. And, uh, you know, we might bump into him at one point, might we?
0: Well, you know, if if, if the, the speculation proves to be true, I think that will be uh, a phenomenal yeah, signing for Bristol. It. You know, he's been here, he knows the culture, he knows Pat. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's a player on top of his form. He's at peak kind of age, really, mm. isn't he? He's experienced, he's an international. And uh, I forget which one of you boys said it, if he... Mm, push Ben Earl in the uh, the car down the, mm. the M4 mm. as well mm. uh, you know that would be incredible
1: but uh, Ben Earl I don't know he, he, he seems Saracens through, he, through. Looked, he looked like he was enjoying playing for Saracens too much yesterday for my liking Ben Earl it's, he's, he loves that kind of wolf pack thing doesn't he and mm. yeah I'd be surprised I think the way they're playing this season I think uh, I can't see him moving but the only thing
0: I would say, and I know they both signed a one-year extension, didn't they, when yeah. they came down, and this yeah. is why it's running out. They've still got some huge names in that Saracen squad, and if people are coming to the end of their contract, they are going to have to do some serious juggling around to keep people within that salary yeah, cap. Are. I think you know we've started to see it this season. I think next season you'll see some really big names yeah. maybe maybe yeah. changing because. They, they just the,
2: the money won't be there for renewed contracts we've seen the Sam Simmons off to Montpellier next season yeah. I mean, already uh, yeah um, you're right TC I think we're going to see sadly a few more you know you know out and out British players I mean England
3: internationals
2: just move abroad sadly. well
3: hence the reason we need to see some of these youngsters coming through our academy now yeah. don't we because yeah. that's the way it's going so
2: I, I've got
0: every confidence that you know in Maybe a couple of years' time. This this under eighteen squad that that won the you know their tournament. Mm. You know, I, I mentioned a few names. You know, from the the Premiership Cup game. I I think we'll be in a really strong position. The cap will go back up to six point three six point four. We know we've got the money with Lansdowne's money. Yeah. I I I I think we'll really kick on. But I do wonder whether this season and next season we're not really going to kick on for. For those two reasons, mm. Pat's not maybe bringing the people in that he thought he would because of the, the salary cap reduction yeah. and getting the academy sorted out. We haven't quite got the production line through to first team. Yeah,
3: yet. yeah, I agree. It, it feels like we've just got a, a small gap, doesn't it, mm. between like the two things at the moment. And I do agree. I think the next couple of years that gap will get closer and all of a sudden then we'll have a really decent your I mean, young squad, but then the ability to sign...
1: Yeah, I mean, that has been a criticism of our squad from other parts, that we're quite unbalanced and we were, you know, and then... That that can potentially cause issues, but you're right. If we can coordinate, integrate, coalesce, embed, in who knows where we can <laughs> go. It's <laughs> like right, he's, spilled, he's in, uh, up for
3: next week <laughs> already, You yeah, anyway. out, we're out of big words, there yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well... <laughs> That's, that's Amalgamate.
0: That's, that's what I was after. Well, that, that that's it for episode 117, boys. I'll see you in two weeks' time, and I'll, I'll look forward to uh, hearing uh, those next <laughs> next week's podcast uh, and to all you lovely listeners. And if it
2: gets out on the uh, on the wider
1: network, <laughs> yeah, it, good luck
2: to you. I might,
1: I might subcontract it to <laughs> some production studio, send it off overnight, so it all gets done
2: by something. Absolutely.
0: Uh, well, that's it for this show. If you like what you've heard please subscribe and leave a review or rating for us on your podcast platform these boys will be back next week with our review of the Exeter game and a look ahead to the Rifles Cup encounter against Gloucester at King's Home until then goodbye stay lucky and come on Briz